I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm Christy Code Red. I'm your host. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Whether you're going to work or school or you're getting ready right now, I know that our podcast drops pretty early in the morning every Wednesday. So that helps me because I like to listen to podcasts while I'm getting ready. Stuff. Whoops. Hello. I'm just going to keep the camera rolling. I forgot to silence my phone. So today, you guys, this went over really well last time I did this. We got a lot of requests for more of this. And that was questions, raw, real, uncensored, honest answers from people uh, who wrote in from Instagram and gave me permission to share their names. So I, I'm, I'm excited in exchange for reading your question on a live uh, podcast, I'm going to give you a shout out. So excited to have these. I have not read through them. I've just got them pulled up. I'm going to turn my phone around and show the camera. I've just got them pulled up on my phone and I'm just going to go through and read them. And I'm sorry, first of all, in advance, if I screw up your name, if I uh, screw up like the pronunciation of your name or all the letters are all at once and I say the wrong, you know, the wrong thing at the wrong time, I apologize. I don't mean to do that. And uh, please don't, you know, I, I really hope you're not getting offended by the way that I uh, talk and by the way that I, I answer things. I just don't BS you, which is probably why this podcast is rating so well. I mean, we're rated so well in the United States right now of all health, fitness, and weight loss podcasts. I think people are just so sick of bullcrap. They're so tired of just being pacified and just being sold crap all the time. And I just think people have had enough of it. So I'm not about any of that. I'm just, that's not me. So, all right, let me start in here. You guys ready for this? Everybody ready? Here we go. The first question, Jessica, <laughs> see right off the bat, I'm already screwing up names. Is it mulchy? Is it mulchley? Mulchy? I'm sorry, Jess. All right. Jessica says, can you drink too much water? Yes, you can say my name. <laughs> say my name. Say my name. <laughs> All right. So Jessica says, uh, can you drink too much water? Yeah, I guess technically you can. It's very difficult to do because if you're drinking too much water, you're going to throw it up before you're actually going to give yourself brain damage. You know, your body has a great way of regulating itself. And the, what I want people to avoid doing is drinking too much too quickly, like uh, trying to hurry up and get their the rest of their gallon in before 5 p.m. or something. And they're like, gunk, 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 gunk. Like they're just, and they're just making, look, you're going to get a headache. You're going to throw up. You're going to get, I mean, there are things that are going to happen that's going to long before you actually you know, slip into a, some sort of a coma or all these bullcrap things you hear people say. We also noticed that people who drink too much water are mentally ill patients because they don't have the capacity to be able to regulate that. But the body is going to, for the majority of people, I just never hear of this happening. Very rarely. And of course, the, you know, the two times on the planet that this has happened, hypoatremia, people want to blow it up and they want to use that for a bullcrap excuse on why they can't drink their water. Well, I don't want to drink too much water. Well, 
oh, okay. But you're drinking a half a case of Diet Coke and a bottle of wine every day. So, and a Red Bull and then a venti caramel macchiato from Starbucks. So, oh, you're getting the fluids in. But oh, when it comes to drinking water, everybody wants to freak out. So technically, you can drink too much water, but I don't think that you, Jess, are at a risk of having that happen. And most people are not at risk for having that happen. Elena says, Elena Frederick writes in and she says, what are your tips for traveling? How do you not go against your new life? Um, here's my black, and this is Christy coming out here. This is, this is Christy's black and white way of looking at this. All right, here you have discovered, and I'm talking, I'm not talking about Elena. I'm talking about the global you here. A code red rebel has discovered a way to lose weight and get healthy Without Shakespeare's diet foods or exercising, they're losing weight, clothes are fitting better, they've got more confidence, they've got more energy, they're sleeping better, their hormones are regulating, and now because they're traveling, they all of a sudden want to go off the rails. So all these great things are happening, but that's not enough for you to quit not eat the junk food while you're traveling? Are you kidding me? Like to me, that just doesn't make any sense. This is so black and white to me. Like, what's the alternative? So you go back to your old ways of feeling sick and fat and your hormones being out of whack and you sleeping like crap and you feeling like crap. And so that's the alternative because that's what's going to happen if you go back to your old ways. That's what's going to happen. The old stuff's going to come back. You feel so good and you're so happy and so clear headed and your joints don't hurt. So I don't, I just think that that would be enough to keep you on track. But evidently it's not because I get questions like this all the time. How do you not go against your new life? I mean, she could have probably worded that a little bit different to where it wouldn't make me quite go like, you know, that far to the other side. But the best thing you can do when Elena and everybody watching, when you are traveling is to hydrate, 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 drink lots of water. You do not want to let your water slip. You don't, you don't want to let it slip because a lack of hydration is going to send hunger signals and you're just going to get completely out of whack. When I travel, I stay completely away from sugar. I don't have even just one bite. It's like the Idaho meth commercials with Idaho has this meth <laughs> campaign where they're trying to get people off meth. And it said in it, the big billboards say meth, not even once. And that's what I'm saying. That's how you have to kind of treat the sugar, not even a little bit because it just starts this vicious cycle in your body. So the best thing I can do is say is, is hydrate. My top three traveling tips for myself, for Christy, I always stay hydrated. I always get my sleep and I always exercise every morning. That's me personally. Those are my top three things that are non-negotiables when I travel and I travel every week. So I travel a lot. I am in maintenance. Will exercising cause a slight weight gain? One to two pounds. Kathy, my, uh, is it Milson, Kathy Milson? Okay. I'm in maintenance. Will exercise cause a slight weight gain? It depends on the exercise you're going to do, Kathy. So if you start off, if you have not exercised at all and you all of a sudden start off with five days a week of CrossFit and you're really, really, really sore, well, that's what happens, Kathy. The muscle fibers tear and as a way of combating that inflammation, your body's going to hang on to fluid and that's going to cause 
a slight weight gain. Also, when people start exercising aggressively, it does increase hunger. And unless you're really being careful, you will start eating more. And people will think, I'm gaining muscle. Well, you ain't gaining muscle in four days, all right? You're gaining water weight, and that's going to turn into liquid pounds are going to turn into real pounds. So you really want to be careful. It depends. I mean, it depends on if you've never exercised before, if you're starting to exercise from scratch. It depends on what you're doing. It depends on the frequency, the intensity. It just depends on a lot of different things, Kathy. It's a kind of a tough question for me to answer without knowing you. But yeah, I mean, that, that's usually what we see. We see the increase and then we see it come back down. Should I weigh my food and use measuring spoons? This is SQ Blondie, right? Should I weigh my food and use measuring spoons? Measuring cups. First of all, everything that is other than a liquid or a powder gets put on a food scale. But here's the problem, SQ Blondie. You don't know what, yeah, yeah, you should make. If you're in weight loss mode, yeah, you need to weigh and measure your food because eyeballing doesn't work. All right, that eyeballing bull crap, everybody eyeballs wrong. Everybody eyeballs wrong. You always eyeball wrong. So you're going to want to put everything on a food scale, everything. And you're going to want to measure in grams if you can. That's a smaller unit of measurement, and it's more accurate. But if you don't have a custom program, how do you know what you should be eating? I mean, to you, a 13-ounce ribeye is perfectly acceptable. Yeah, it looks good to me, huh? 13 ounces. But how do you know if that's the right amount for you? So yes, you should be weighing and logging all of your food. But again, you're going to need to know what to do with those numbers. If you consistently go poop a couple of hours after you wake up, can you just wait until then to weigh in? This is clear as muddy water. Thank you. Good question. And I don't, I know you guys are giggling. A lot of you kids that listen to me, everybody's like giggling because Christy said poop. It's something that we just don't talk about and we should. And we talk about it a lot on Code Red. Yes. So that's what I do. Okay. I do. I weigh myself first thing in the morning. I get up, I go potty, and then I, uh, I get on the scale naked. And then I, I weigh myself. But then I go potty, like I go poop, right? And then I usually weigh myself again and I take the lighter of the two weights. That's what I do. So, yeah, I would weigh again or just wait until you weigh in. And if it's a couple of hours, I don't think that too much inflammation will set in. And I think that that's not enough to offset whatever getting a poop out is going to give you on the scale. <laughs> All right, Kim Tushoff. Kim says, uh, what is your view on hemp seeds? I don't know a lot about hemp seeds, Kim. I think they're probably pretty uh, benign, but I'd have to look into it. I just don't get a lot. I don't get that question very often. This is what happens when you don't read your questions ahead. <laughs> I would have skipped that one. No, that's okay. I like being honest and candid and real. Kim, I don't know a lot about hemp seeds. I think they're probably fine. There are probably a ton of nutritional benefits. I mean, we say seeds and those are seeds. So I'd have to look at the data on them, but I think they're probably fine. Marla Jean asks, tell us what we can put in our coffee. I saw that you pack your own stevia, but what can we use as a creamer? Um, Marla, I'm not a big fan of dairy. However, I'm not going to ask people to do something that I'm not willing to do. And so we do allow heavy cream or whipping cream in your coffee. It's a cleaner source of dairy. Still, dairy is inflammatory. So you need to know that. And a lot of people are lactose intolerant. You need to know that. I would prefer you to put coconut cream in your coffee. It's going to be much cleaner and it's not going to cause the inflammation. It's just, it's going to be a great vegan source of creamer. I'm not a fan of those sugar-free creamers. I'm not a fan of sugar-free Tarani syrups, but you can totally use them. They're not bad. I just don't think it's optimal. I mean, we, we look at things like good, better, and best. All right. It's good that you're not using, that you're using sugar-free 
vanilla creamer as opposed to the full sugar vanilla creamer. That's a good option. Better would be heavy cream, heavy cream or whipping cream with a little bit of stevia. Best would be coconut cream. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we kind of want you to put in your coffee. Oh, let's see. Fit to be lean. Fit to be lean asks, how long does it, I think she she's not writing this right. That's why I'm hesitating. That's why I'm trying to, I think she means to write, how long does it take to fully burn fat over a month and still get hangry? She, I think she, I'm sorry. I think she means to write, how long does it take to fully burn fat over a month? Oh, she's in over a month and I still get hangry right before meals. You mean how, so uh, there are a couple of things that I'm asking, I don't know. Does she mean how long does it take to start burning fat? I mean, you're gonna start burning fat pretty quick. You know, when you're producing ketones, guys, when in the absence of glucose, your body will produce ketone bodies. And that's a, and, and ketone bodies are produced in the liver and you're starting to burn fat. So how long does it take? I, it, everybody's different. But as soon as you start producing those ketones, which is as long as you get off, you know, you got to get off the sugar. Uh, everybody's different. I don't know, a week to six weeks. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you a wide berth there because I just don't know you. I don't know anything about you. Um, she says I'm over a month in and I still get hangry before meals. Yeah, well, so, I mean, if she says hangry, I don't know, I, you know, I mean, it depends on her tolerance level. I get hungry before meals too. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But hangry? Oh, you'll get you'll get over it. You'll get past it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But also you need to make sure there's enough fat in your diet so that you're you're being held over between meals. There's and I don't know when she's eating. I don't know what her hormone levels are right now. I don't know how old she is. There's so many things. I don't know what she's eating for calories. Is she eating the right amount of calories? There's so many things I don't know in this question that there's so many variables. Between macros, this is pregnant trophy wife. By the way, I know who she is and she's not pregnant because um, you're not allowed to do code red if you're pregnant. That's a liability. You can do code red, but don't put yourself in weight loss mode. Between macros and calories, what makes the biggest impact on weight loss? Oh, Shanna. Between macros and calories, they're both equally good. All right. You can't have really one without the other. The macros need to be in line because that's going to control the insulin. All right. The calories need to be in line because you still need to keep your volume in check. What's the most impact? Probably the um, macros. Because if you get that insulin down, why? You can't lose weight in the presence of insulin. So you have to get that insulin down. So having your macros in, in line and dialed in, that's going to help at least mitigate the high insulin levels and the problems that come along with that. Massive problems when you have high insulin levels, massive problems. So at least keeping the macros in check and dialed in is going to mitigate the high insulin levels. And that's going to be great. And that's going to help regulate hormones. But calories do matter. Calories do matter. How do you keep, this is our mermaid anel, mermaid anel. <laughs> How do you keep your skin from sagging after weight loss? I get this question all the time. And the problem is people want to worry. Now, I don't know anything about her. So maybe she is already at goal weight, but people want to borrow trouble by worrying about skin sagging long before their weight is even off. They've got like 72 pounds to go or 36 pounds to go. And they're already worrying about that's called borrowing trouble. Why would you do that? Let's worry about that when we get there. What I say about skin sagging, the first thing I like to see when people get to weight loss, when, when they get to weight goal, when they get to their goal weight, I want to see them implementing a hardcore weightlifting schedule 
three times a week for an entire year. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Like, don't stop. Hard. I'm not talking about Zumba. I'm not talking about cycling. I'm talking about lifting weights hard for three times a week for an entire 12 months. If you have done that and you still have saggy skin, then you can look at other methods, like maybe you need to have a skin removal surgery. But people want to jump right to skin removal surgery instead of trying the other options, you know, trying to exhaust all their options. There are some collagen proteins you can take. There are some other things you can do, Mermaid Anel, to help with the loose skin. But don't borrow trouble. Don't worry about that yet. Brandy Ray is somebody I really like. And Brandy says... Um, I know the answer to this, but maybe for newbies, can you please explain the whole muscle weighs more than fat? Of course, you can say my name, Christy. Brandy Ray just got her RN, so excited. Muscle and fat weigh the same. Weight is weight no matter what you're talking about. And I've heard even personal trainers say this, and I'm sorry, but years ago, I was the idiot that used to say it too. Muscle does not weigh more than fat. Weight is weight. You're talking about a pound of fat, a pound of muscle. You're talking about a pound of bricks, a pound of feathers. You're talking about a pound of coffee or a pound of chia seeds. There's still a pound. A pound is a pound is a pound is a pound across the board. But what she's referring to and what people are trying to say is that muscle takes up less room than fat. It's volume. It's volume. Muscle is more dense. Of course, there's a lot of benefits to having a lot more muscle on on you. You you look at me at 155 pounds, 156 pounds, and you look at somebody else. I mean, I have less fat on me than a lot of people that I know that are 136 pounds, 126 pounds. I mean, I just saw a girl the other day that was 126 pounds, and she's got fat rolls all through her midsection. I don't have any. So muscle and fat, it, the body composition makes a difference. You got to figure out how much muscle you have on versus how much fat. But no, muscle does not weigh more than fat. Weight is weight, no matter what you're talking about. Uh, Sandy in Idaho. Sandy in Idaho. I think that's what it is in. How to start before the challenge if you don't quite know what to do? Great question, Sandy. Sandy I at Idaho. Huh. Oh, Sandy. Okay. Sorry. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get these Instagram handles right, but I'm telling you guys, they're just kind of screwed up sometimes. I can't quite get it or I'm kind of crazy. But anyway, Sandy wants to know what can you do uh, before you start a challenge? Great question. I get this all the time. Thank you for asking it, Sandy. What you can do before a challenge is you can make sure that you buy a good water jug that you like. Different people like different things. I have I have two different water jugs. This is my at-home water jug. This is 40-ounce Hydro Flask with a straw because I wear a lot of lipstick. And then I have my Code Red 27-ounce stainless steel water bottle that I that is a Code Red branded. I love that water bottle. And that is 27 ounces, but I like it because it fits in cup holders. It'll also fit in my travel pocket of my bag of my travel bag. And I take it with me when I actually travel in the car or out of town. So the first thing you want to do is get a water jug that you like one or two or whatever's going to work for you. Some people just like to carry around the gallon of, it doesn't matter. You want to get a camel's back for, you know, with a straw, whatever you need to do, but you got to get that 
first. You've got to get a good quality scale, Sandy. You've got to make sure that you have a good scale that reads the digital that's new or at least that you can see very well. Don't get an old school scale from 1979. All right. That's not going to even be accurate. All right. Get a good quality scale, change out the batteries, make sure that sucker works. And then you can start by doing things like, what can I do before the challenge? You don't want to get started too far ahead because we talk about every single day on the challenge. I teach you something new about the challenge. That's why the challenge is so powerful every day. And it goes in order. Like it, the, it goes day to day to day for what I teach on that day is significant for that day for a reason. It's supposed to be taught on day three. I'm supposed to teach that subject on day seven. I'm supposed to teach that one on day 23. Like I've got it all strategically planned through the month for a reason. So you don't want to start ahead too much, but you can start getting used to the water because you're going to need to drink a gallon of water during the challenge. So you can start increasing your water slowly and you can also start turning off your phone a little earlier at night so that you get your sleep because most people are chronically sleep deprived in our society. Great question. Uh, this is um, Griffin J. Griffin, I know that Griffin, I know that it's okay to use your name. Are there vegan alternative forms of the foods we are not allowed to eat on Code Red? Are there vegan alternative of the forms of the foods we are not allowed to eat on Code Red? Like, is cheese okay to eat? No. No. Just because it's vegan doesn't mean that it's... Uh, like, you know, the things I have you not eat on Code Red, like sweet potatoes or yams. Look, they're awesome. They're vegan. But I don't want you eating them because they're going to slow down your weight loss. Okay? I don't want you having legumes and lentils because they'll slow down your weight loss. So no, the stuff on the do not eat list is my list. Don't deviate from it. Don't change it and don't do the workaround. Uh, what can you drink at Starbucks? This is Kim Tushoff again. What can you drink at Starbucks that is code red approved for someone in maintenance? So, so here's what I would say for, for someone in maintenance versus someone not like in weight loss. Okay. Someone in maintenance versus someone in weight loss. Um, what can you drink at Starbucks? I personally wouldn't change what I drink in maintenance versus weight loss at Starbucks. What I would change maintenance versus weight loss is the measuring. When you're in maintenance, we don't measure things quite as we don't focus on the measuring and maintenance, but I wouldn't change it. I would still have heavy cream. I would still keep it, you know, you can have a cold brew, you can take the coffee with over ice and then pour the heavy cream over that, add a little bit of stevia, or you can have it hot, steam the heavy cream, pour it into the milk, I mean, pour it into the coffee and add a little stevia. That's my personal opinion, but I don't explore a lot of things. I don't, I'm not a real big fan of the sugar-free syrups or those real heavy, cause they, I just, well, I can't control what's going in them guys. And ultimately I want to control what's going in me. So Kim, I'm sorry, it's probably not the answer you were looking for, but someone in maintenance versus someone in weight loss, what can I have at Starbucks now that I'm in maintenance? Mm, the same thing you would have in weight loss, just not measure. All right. This is um, a great question. This is on the road to BSN. She says, that's okay if I can use your name. On the road to BSN, which is awesome, by the way. Congratulations. Keep going. You're doing great. Just keep going. You're going to get that BSN. In the program, What's Eating You? Is it beneficial to invest in before a custom program? I struggle with self-sabotage. Great question. Is it 
beneficial to invest in before a custom program. I don't think it really matters if you invest in it before or during. I guess now, see, you can tell this is live. <laughs> now that I'm thinking of this and kind of thinking through it out loud here, yeah, it would actually be very helpful to go through that what's eating you and identify your triggers before a custom program. That way you're really, really ready to go. You're really geared up and you, you can tackle your custom program like huge, like that would be just huge. And then you'd be like, I, you already go into it fully, fully prepared. So yeah, to answer your question, is it beneficial to invest in a custom program? I mean, invest in what's eating you before a custom program? Yeah, I would do that. I would, because it's what's going to happen if you don't identify those triggers that cause you to self-sabotage, it doesn't matter if you're in your custom program, you're going to self-sabotage. So we got to get that locked in, locked in, loaded. I mean, we got to make sure that that is good to go. So on the road to BSN, yep, I would invest in it. If you had the option, if you were going to do a custom program and what's eating you and you were wondering which one to do first, go ahead and do what's eating you and then do a custom program. Totally. That's a good idea. All right, guys, that's all the time I have for today to get through these questions. Great questions. Thank you so very much. Of course, 10 pound takedown. We are having a challenge. Go to 10 poundtakedown.com, register for the challenge. If you want to skip to the front of the line, go to coderedlifestyle.com, click on programs, choose your coach. But let me warn you, this is not a kumbaya sit around the fire and telling you how great you are even though you ate that s'more bull crap guys i want you to come to the custom program understanding that it is a hardcore program there's nobody better at getting weight off people than me but that comes at a cost i expect you to be 100 compliant i expect you to 100 follow through with everything i say do not argue do not deviate do not do the workaround do the program exactly as i've written it for you okay Unless you're ready to do that. If you're ready to do that, come to me. Come on, we're ready for you. But if you're not ready and you want to fight me every step of the way, don't bother wasting your money or your time or my time and my coach's times, okay? Understand what the program is. It's hardcore for a reason, okay? All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thanks so much for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're a Code Red Rebel and you haven't already downloaded your free Code Red Lifestyle on-the-go guide, then now is your time to get a copy. This guide will teach you how to stay Code Red approved even with your crazy life schedule. To get a copy right now, all you need to do is open your podcast app, go to this episode's show notes, and click the link to get your Code Red approved on-the-go guide. So I will see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.